0: of the earth be blessed by the
1: rain reaching up to heaven for the rain Oh come behold the works of God the nations at his feet he breaks the bow and bends the spear and tells the wars to cease Oh, mighty one of Israel, you are on our side. We walk by faith in God who burns the chariots with fire.
0: Lord of
1: hosts, you're with us,
0: with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm
1: Oh, the earth gives way the mountains move into the sea the nation's range. I know my god is in control
0: your
2: chapter 10 verse 1 brethren how many brethren do we have here we're brethren we are we're brethren brethren my heart's desire and prayer to god for israel is that they may be saved now we know the scripture says whatever was written beforehand was written for our example on whom the ends of the ages have come so we're not discrediting where he used israel because if you back up We see the context is what is happening in regarding Israel. But you could put America there in that verse 1. And as the, the Apostle Paul desired that Israel be saved, it is our desire that America be saved. How many of you would agree? It's our heart's desire. Now we're kingdom people. And the kingdom is going to last forever and ever and ever. And we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. The nations are going to be shaken. But we're in the world and we're Americans God put us here and so it's gonna be natural And when we speak of salvation We're not just talking about our nation being saved In regard to the Constitution I mean all of that yes it's, it's a part But we want people saved for eternity We want America saved And um, you know the scripture says in Re- It's over in Revelation 11:15." The time is coming when the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. How many of you remember that? And so the kingdoms, there's gonna be salvation over nations, nations, sheep nations. You know, this, it wasn't this past Friday, but the Friday before when we had Caleb Wampler here spoke at Fire in the Falls, and he used to be with Daniel Kalinda who was with Reinhard Bonnke. And I remember, was it, I don't know, ten years, eight years ago When Reinhardt's focus shifted from Africa to America And he would shout out, remember, Africa shall be saved In that deep German voice And now, then he shifted to America shall be saved How many of you remember that? America shall be saved And he went around the nation And that's that's our heart America shall be saved And we know ultimately that is going to happen. It's in the in-between that we're, we're going to trust God in every step of the way. But you, wherever you live, that should be your declaration. India shall be saved. Pakistan shall be saved. Germany shall be saved. Brazil shall be saved. Because we see what the Lord says and what's the end of the story. And we're crying out to him, declare that. Remember. Was it last, yeah last week we couldn't meet live because there was ice on the roads And you know it was hard to get here but, but we looked at some of the truths out of the book of Philippians We need to read I saw Jay you're teaching out of Colossians on Sunday mornings Man that's very timely book for the hour If you are in this area you should come at nine o'clock on Sundays And be a part of that downstairs but also the book of Philippians is ripe for the time. But so is Ephesians, so is Galatians. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, you know, all of them. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Revelation, Acts, you know, all of them, they're all good for the time. But in Philippians, verse chapter one, verse 12, is Paul said, from prison, listen, from prison, I want you to know, brethren, that these things which happened to me And we could say our nation or your nation, the things that are happening right now all over the earth, have happened, actually have turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Do you know that's the Lord's heart? Is that the gospel be promoted, trumpeted. They're not going to shut up the gospel. And I'm going to show you that as we go through this morning. Now, regarding as to whether a nation can be saved... Remember what Isaiah said He said God's hand is not too short That he cannot save Nor is his ear too heavy That he cannot hear But what was the issue Remember that he said But your iniquities Have separated you from your God Now look and that brings us back To Romans chapter 10 And notice in verse 9 This is we find the way A nation or individuals Can be saved And these are familiar scriptures, but I felt led to go back and and look at this. That if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? You'll be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made. They go together. You can't just confess with your mouth. You have to believe in your heart. And there's a, they both fit. And verse 11, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. That means you will not be disappointed in what God is going to do, his faithfulness in this hour. For there's no distinction between Jew or Greek, for the same Lord is over all who call on the Lord. And then verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be... Saved, I mean that's like that's like the national anthem of why we exist You know that's scripture, John 3.16 and this verse, Romans 10.13 Now the word saved, here's what it means Very appropriate for the hour that we're living It means to be rescued from unbelief And we know that, we, that's the, the foundation It also means to preserve from being lost To convert, to set free from To heal To bring safely to And to save from total ruin So do you think There are nations that should be crying Oh God Save us in this hour Because the only way Out of total ruin Is for his salvation And now notice in in verse 14 And verse 15 Now this is where we come in And where we're going to take off this morning How then Shall a nation, Israel, Germany, Pakistan, we have a large group that watches from Pakistan, Afghanistan, Egypt, Brazil, Canada, Mexico, America, or individuals, how then shall they call on him of whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach? Unless they are what? Sent Sent And as it is written How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace Who bring glad tidings of good things Notice there's a procession in these events First of all for an individual to call Or a nation to call on him They must believe on him How, is, how are the lost going to call on him unless they believe? But how are they going to believe Unless they hear? Say hear. Hear. they got to hear. Faith comes by hearing or by the word. Hearing comes by the word. Faith comes by hearing. And for someone to hear, then someone has to do what? They have to speak. You know, they've tried to silence us in this hour. And um, they want us to be quiet. Someone's got to speak. And then not only just speak, we don't want to be rambling voices. They must speak the word of the Lord because faith comes by hearing the word. And then for them to speak, they must be sent, say to, to be sent. I believe that this year, 2021, one of the main scriptures is John 20:21, 20, where Jesus said, as the Father sent me, even so, I'm sending you. And I'm telling you, just as Jesus finished what he was given to do from his Father, the church is gonna finish the mission that Jesus sent us on where it's not gonna be cut short. I don't care who tries to silence. The church is gonna finish. There's gonna be a testimony. I don't know what it's gonna sound like, but it's gonna be, it is finished. If he finished and he sent us, we're gonna finish what he sent us to do. And that's, that's who we are. Now the title of this morning, the message, really, it's broken up into uh, How it's the subtitles in these particular chapters in the book of Romans And the first one is in chapter 10 verse 1 It says that Israel needs the gospel And we could fill in the blank whatever nation America needs the gospel How many of you know that? We need the gospel And then secondly you look down in verse 14 And the subtitle is, is Israel rejects the gospel and so we know that America and many in our nation, many nations, not all, but many, most have rejected the gospel. And it's no secret. And uh, there's been a rejection. And many have followed the gods of their own making, you know, and worship gods that they've chosen rather than the Lord God. And then, But then in chapter 11, the subtitle is Israel's Rejection is Not Total. And so you could change that and you could say, but America's rejection is not total. How many of you know that? Or Germany or France or England. It's not total. In other words, many are going to hear as they've never heard before. I know we've been a gospel-drenched society 24 hours a day. I'm telling you, the gospel is going to be preached as if it's almost never been preached before. There's something new. There's a new anointing. And the Bible says over in, I think it's Isaiah 29, that the deaf will hear the words of the book. And they're going to see out of obscurity and out of darkness. And I'm clinging to that promise for this hour. That this is a day that the gospel is going to be preached again as if it's never been preached all over the earth. And I believe there's a re-examination of the gospel. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? It's like we've heard and we've heard, we've heard it hadn't penetrated in many places it's going to penetrate it's going to have its way there's a uh, a song you know i remember hearing it It's a uh, what i don't know five six seven eight years old now it's called the gospel by ryan stevenson and i know you'll remember you heard it probably On Christian radio it says, a restless generation, we're turning over every stone, hoping to find salvation in a world that's left us cold. Can we get back to the altar, back to the arms of our first love? There's only one way to the Father, and he's calling out to us. To the captive, it looks like freedom. To the orphan, it feels like home. To the skeptic, it might sound crazy. So believe in a god who loves in a world where our hearts are breaking and we are lost in the mess we've made like a blinding light in the dead of night it's the gospel that makes a way it's the cure for our condition it's the good news for us all it's greater than religion it's the power of the cross And then he goes on It's the gospel that makes a way The amazing news of the gospel In a moment my eyes were open In that moment my heart was changed Like a blinding light in the dead of night It's the gospel To the captive it looks like freedom To the orphan it feels like home To the skeptic it might sound crazy It's the gospel The gospel that makes a way And I believe with all my heart There's a clarion call going forth in this hour and i'm not going to miss this day and i hope you have the same thing in your heart i wouldn't miss this moment for anything you i don't care you couldn't buy me off pay me off you're not going to talk me out of it this is the hour america's waited for this is our finest hour this is france's finest hour it's israel it's england i saw you guys in england are going back into lockdown you're not going to lock out the gospel. And I'm going to share that this morning. This is our finest hour wherever you live on the earth. So let's just re-examine the gospel. You guys okay? You're here. You brave the conditions. Snow? It's not even snowing now. It's sunny and almost 40 degrees. You know anyone could have got here. But you know there's no condemnation. Now some people are in the mountains. And they couldn't get here because of the ice and snow. I may go to the mountains this afternoon just to see it. And because I, want to, I love seeing this stuff. I woke up this morning and looked out the window. Man, this is a winter wonderland. This is great. Because where I grew up, we didn't have much snow down in Louisiana. But let's get back to the gospel. Okay, about 10 or 12 things. It won't take too long. Number one, the gospel is, as we know, good news. Say good news. That's what that scripture says over in uh, chapter 10 of Romans, verse 15 at the end, who brings glad tidings of good things. You know, think about it today. There's a lot of news, 24 hours a day. We get it sent to us all the time, news. First of all, there's bad news. You know, bad news sells. How many of you know? And so if you carry bad news there's a large part of society that'll listen to you because they're looking, I don't know why, but we, we gravitate toward that which is bad. We don't want to gravitate toward the bad. We've got the best. And then there's fake news. And I thank God for those that sounded the alarm, that blew the trumpet, to let us know, hey, there's a lot of fake news out there. And uh, you don't want to eat from the tree of fake news now, fake news has been around from the beginning. Remember in the garden, the devils did God say no, when you eat that you 're going to be like him you know, so there 's always been fake news then there 's old news you ever had somebody come to you, and I know you have, and they 're telling you what they 've just heard is, and it 's new to them, but it 's old to you and but you 're listening, you know, being respectful, but you 're thinking, man, I know all about this i just heard this i 've been knowing this since before you were born you know whatever but you listen out of you know respect and then there's breaking news and there's always breaking news on all the networks as if this is the most important news on earth and where you need to be giving your attention I believe that's just to get your distraction more than you know to get your attention on that which is breaking and then there's no news you ever heard of that they tell us sometimes you know, no news is the best news. And, you know, so anyway, we, we go along. But then there's the good news. Glad tidings of great things. Now, this does not mean that we ignore what's going on around us. We just get refocused on that which is eternal. Friday night, for those of you that were here at Fire in the Falls, Craig Church preaching up a storm, running back and forth. I'm telling you, and then he, he's had this big giant cross, heavy, heavy, they had to bring it in on the truck It's like the cross you brought that we got to get out there behind that stage and we're going to do that Because this summer we're going to be meeting some outside in the spring, it'll be glorious But anyway, he, he just, you know, leaned the cross up here and he's running by and the big cross fell How many of you were here? And it was like a boom, shook the whole place and I'm glad Craig wasn't walking by at the time when it fell, because it would have been the last we've seen of Craig. That would have been the end of the story, you know. But anyway, w- when it hit, I'm sitting over there and I thought, well, that was pretty wild. And then I, the thought came to me, it's like the Lord said, "That's what I want being proclaimed in this hour. It's not your opinions. It's the cross. I want the cross preached like a boom in this hour. And we're going to see it preached again as if it's never been preached before. And then the next thing is the gospel is very simple. Now, this is simple, but America needs to hear this. The gospel is God's pill. It's God's remedy for what ails you. Now, they're offering all kinds of remedies in this hour. Now, I've got to be careful what I say, but was it uh, Thursday or Friday? Friday. I, went, I saw all these cars lined up and rushing, people flying to get somewhere, and I wanted to go see what's happening. You know, if there may be, who knows? So anyway, I go back, and they're giving out the V. And there's a sheriff that stops, makes sure you you, you're you able to get in because there's so much, so many people. And he told me, it's what he said. He said, people will kill you to get that jab in this hour. And I thought, God. Oh my. Oh, gee, where are we living? Are we living in the book of Revelation? Let me tell you the remedy for humanity is the gospel, it's God's pill. Whatever your problem, there's an answer. And his name is Jesus. Jesus, he's the answer. You can run after what men are offering you all you want. Men. I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to trust You're going to find that what's in the heart of men is wicked But what God offers is that which you're really looking for The whole world's looking for a remedy to their problems in this hour And they're running with the antidote Looking for the hope The hope The truth is we all have that V We've all been infected with an incurable disease And the incurable disease is called sin Sin And the only remedy is the blood of Jesus Christ That's the pill And then the next thing, the gospel Is what Jesus preached Look over, we'll come back there But look over in Mark Chapter 1, the first chapter of Mark This is also, you can find this reference In Matthew 4, 24 uh, Matthew chapter 9, 35 And then Mark, chapter 1, verse 14 And it says Now after John was put in prison now that's something you could almost skip over. But you should have a mark in your Bible after John was put in prison. What did Jesus do? He went around telling everybody how bad things were and how, woe John is in prison. This is the end of the story. This is the end of life as we know it. No. After John was put in prison, Jesus came. Jesus In the midst of what men are going through Jesus came to Galilee He didn't just come He came preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom of God Not how bad things were But how good things can be When you put your trust in him He came preaching the gospel of the kingdom And saying the time is fulfilled And the kingdom of God is at hand Repent and believe In the good news and believe in the gospel. Now the kingdom of God is when you search it out and we've touched on this. And we're going to focus on the kingdom. Focus on the kingdom. Focus on the kingdom. But it actually means the gospel or the kingdom or the king is now. The time is now. Now is the day of salvation. This is the hour. Now Jesus is king. Now faith. And uh, that's something that we want to we live in. And then the next thing, it's not only what Jesus preached, it's to be our focus in what we preach in this hour. Matthew 24, we have not shied away from telling people what's coming. You know, there's a segment that they, they don't want to hear anything negative. The truth is, it's not negative. The the wages of sin is death. That's not negative. That's the bad news that gives you the reason why you need to put your trust in the good news. That's what Craig shared again with us on Friday night. You gotta know the bad news. Listen, you die without Jesus, it is bad news. You will live eternally separated from God in a place called hell. I don't care if people don't believe that or not. It's in the Bible. So you got to tell people, there's bad news, but the wages of sin is death. Yes, but it's not the end of the story, is it? But the gift of God is, you can receive a gift of God and you can be, your whole life can be transformed. Get out of the bad news. Get in the good news. Jesus did not come to condemn the world, did he? But he came to a world that's condemned. Condemned because they do not believe in him. And he came to offer the only way, and that's the cross. Jesus took on himself the, all of the condemnation when he died on the cross. And then the next thing is, is the, it's a gospel of grace. Let me show you. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. If you guys at home are following along in the Bible Man, God bless you, I I like people to follow along I like to hear the pages turning And I know today we have our cellular device And we have these things But what if you lost power? You might want to have a hard copy of the Bible You know the Moravians, when they came under persecution They would hide the scriptures in the, the awnings And in the tile of their roofs So that their Bibles could be hidden so that they would know how to get the word. Some of, I, heard, I remember stories how they would, when their relatives or their loved ones would die, they would put scriptures on the tombstones. So they would have a way to go back and read the scripture. Because they were under such persecution. I'm telling you, there's been a lot happening. And we hadn't even paid much attention to history. And there's a lot going to happen. But look in Acts chapter 20. Verse 22. Now watch this. And see now, Paul says, and see now, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. Now that's not necessarily something we would long for, going bound, you know, but there's a spiritual principle. I'm constrained in the Spirit. But there was more to it for Paul. I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. Not knowing, say, not knowing, not knowing the things that will happen to me there now that 's interesting. He did not know the things that were going to happen. I mean, if you know there are times all the time we don 't know what 's going to happen tomorrow. Jesus said that, you know what is your life it 's as a vapor, the scripture says you don 't know, don 't worry about you know today has its own issues tomorrow 's not certain, but he says not knowing the things that will happen to me there. So how many of you think it might be a good idea if he stayed out of there? Just don't go there if you don't know what's going to happen. But God calls us into places. He doesn't tell us everything that's going to happen. You just go because he's he's commanded you, you just go. Now here's what he did know was going to happen, verse 23, except, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying, That chains and tribulations await me. That would have been enough to me to talk me out of going there. Well, if that's all that's going to happen there, then you know maybe I want to go somewhere else. But he went. But look what he said in verse 24. But none of these things did what? They don't move me. None of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. This is what was in Paul's heart. This should be in our heart in this hour. So that I may finish my race with what? Joy. Joy. I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is not food or drink. It's not keeping the rules. It's peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. In the midst of what would look like would be the opposite of joy. There's joy In the midst of following him regardless. And he wanted to finish the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus. And that was to testify to the grace of the gospel of God. And indeed he goes on. now I know that you all. Paul was probably from where I was from Louisiana. And now I know. I know that you all. Y'all. See, I I knew that. Somebody told me when I was young. I knew he was a southerner. Among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. But anyway, there's a whole, oh man, there's so much more in that text about those who slip in to mislead the people, lead them away. It happens all through history over and over and over. And he warned them, he even warned them that wolves would come in. And anyway, I don't know that they listened or not, but his prayer was to build them up and that they would receive the inheritance of the gospel. But, but anyway, it's the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace. Even though he knew there were challenges ahead. How many of you know there are going to be challenges? Jesus, I'm sorry, but this is what he said. In this world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. For I've overcome the world. The next thing, Romans chapter 1, back to Romans, and, uh, but instead of 10, chapter 1, verse 9, Paul refers to how he serves God in the gospel of his son. And uh, remember Jesus said, If I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, our hope is not in who wins or loses elections. Our hope, even though we all hoped in some things, but still, we have an eternal hope. He said, "If I be lifted up, the good news is not about who wins or loses. The good news is who has already triumphed and is reigning and ruling and coming again. It's the gospel of his son. First John, chapter five verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. And then the next thing in Romans 10, verse 15, it's a gospel of peace. A gospel of peace. And in fact, in that scripture, over in verse 15, it says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Now, there are two forms of peace that are, that's needed in this hour. First of all, men and women must know and they, they must have peace with God. Either you're going to be at peace with God or you're going to be an enemy with God. How many of you know that's the scripture? You're at enmity. You're an enemy. You're at odds with God. That's what sin does. Sin builds a wall of separation. And you're not just separated, you are a staunch enemy of God. How many of you know that's not a good place to end your life and to go into eternity as an enemy of God? So you can have peace with God. Jesus came to break down the middle wall of separation and we can have peace. The Bible says that the carnal mind is an enemy of God, to be hostile, to be in a feud with God, and then to be at peace with men. I hear some today politicians say, well, we're going to. We want to get along, followed by this is how we're going to get rid of all of you that we can't get along with. So the two can't be true. We want to get along with you. Oh, by the way, we want to get away, we want to get rid of you. How many of you know that's happening? You hear that, we want to get rid of you How's that going to be? The only way they can come together is around the gospel You know, it was what, when was this? Five, six, seven years ago A revival broke out in West Virginia It was along the Kentucky border Remember that, it was at a high school In poor, very poor section of West Virginia A lot of West Virginia is poor I lived there for a time It's where Shirley and I met And we had our children So anyway we heard about this revival And we gathered up Did you go with us David? I don't know But there are a number that went And it was a real move of God That had broken out In the high school And they were having meetings And uh, the kids were worshiping In the schools And you know they were having after school It was amazing and we found out when we went there This was the same location Where the Hatfields and McCoys Had that famous feud Many, many years ago And how they feuded for many years And yet right in the middle of that place Where that's famous For the Hatfields and McCoys Revival broke out And the people came together And I'm telling you that's, that's the only way It's going to happen You know that word how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel of peace? That doesn't mean your feet are going to be beautiful. Our feet are going to be. You like your feet, there, Thomas? They're not that beautiful to look at. I'm not going to, have, you know, stand and stare at your feet. You know what it means? It means timely. Look it up. Timely, seasonable, and prime. In prime. That means when you preach the gospel, are you right? As Steve does, you write things that promote the good news, draw people to the Son of God. You're in your prime. this prime time America. And I'm telling you, it's prime time again for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I want to read that. There's about three or four more that we want to look at. But 2 Corinthians, in chapter 4, it speaks about how the gospel is veiled. It's hidden, it's concealed, and right now, to many that, and we love, listen, it's God's will that none should perish. uh, You know, the wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God, God will have his way. There's gonna be the wrath of God, and everyone outside of Christ at this very moment is under the wrath of God, and the only out, the only way, to escape is through the cross. But look at this, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3. It says, But even if our gospel is what veiled. It means hidden. It is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age. Now who is that? Satan, the devil, the God of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of god should shine on them and that's why paul goes on and says we do not preach ourselves we preach jesus christ the gospel has been there's a blindfold that it's been hidden to many in this hour in our nation but god listen it's his will that the blinder be lifted and god's going to use you and me as a part of the process that the blinders be lifted I remember flying somewhere And there was a famous band member Of a certain band a number of years ago Sitting next to me on the plane And I did what I always do I get my Bible out and I'm reading And he looked over and he says You know I tried to read that one time And it never made any sense to me And I, had, I thought well, that, well what an opportunity What an invitation I say well it, I guess what It's not supposed to make any sense it's, There's a blindfold Satan has blinded the minds, but God wants to open your mind. And when one turns to the Lord, that's what that scripture says the shades, the blinders are lifted. God wants to lift the shades in this hour of our fellow Americans, those wherever you live, whatever nation. Listen, He wants to lift the shades. How many of you know that's true? And only God can do it, only the Holy Spirit. Our part is to preach the word we got to be sent somebody has to preach the word faith comes by hearing hearing by the word but i want you to agree with me right now i got a couple more points but let's just pray for people in this nation okay this is our nation you pray for those in your nation that the blinders would be lifted how many of you are in agreement lord we pray in jesus name god for our nation it is our desire that america shall be saved It is your desire, God, that the nations come to you. And we pray, Lord, that the God of this age would be bound. And you said, whatever we bind is bound on earth. So we bind the God of this age, and we pray the blinders be lifted. The blinders come off in America, in Canada, in Germany, in Italy, in France, in Israel. God, we pray Only you can do it. And we pray that for the glory of your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And then the gospel is that which the scripture says contains truth. And it's about the one who is the truth. People are looking for the truth in this hour. Who was it? They said, where is truth in the New Testament? And in Galatians, Paul wrote about those who are seeking to... They were seeking to bring the believers back into bondage by promoting legalism, remember. you know, And so, you know, they had freedom, they were walking in the Spirit, and then they came along and said, no, you must do this, you must do that, and do this if you expect. No, and Paul came and rebuked them. He said, you began well. Who hindered you? You began in the Spirit. And so anyway, he confronted that, but he speaks about how, Here's what he said, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. The truth of the gospel. You're looking for truth. And you found that even those who claim to speak for God, we don't know if they were speaking for him or not. But I can tell you there's truth in this. His word is true. That's why I like to quote a lot of the Bible. Because I want to be a preacher of truth. It's not my opinion. Everybody has opinions. It's what the Lord has said. I will never forget that day in seminary. You know, and I went to a denominational seminary, and they were talking about thus saith the Lord. And I was in the back of the class, and I said, God, when's that going to happen again? When are we going to see people that stand up and say, thus saith the Lord? And I, I think what I was doing, actually, I was volunteering that day to be one of them. God I want to be one that says thus saith the Lord And let me challenge you You be one that says thus saith the Lord He'll back you up And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word And then the gospel is personal and it's individual Salvation It is about salvation The salvation of a nation Deliverance out of total ruin The opposite of salvation is total ruin Eternal ruin but there's gospel, there, There's hope, there's salvation. The Ephesians 1, 13 says, in him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed, I like this scripture, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of what? Promise, that's the down payment, the inheritance, you were sealed. I. I often quote that in my prayer Lord I thank you that I've been sealed With the Holy Spirit of promise Who is the guarantee of my inheritance And then next there's the mystery of the gospel I was, I'm going to have to go there at some point But there are many mysteries in the Bible And in the book of Ephesians A number of them are listed For example there's the mystery of marriage Christ and the church To me, it is an absolute mystery how I can look at Shirley after 30-something years, and she's as beautiful to me. She's not as beautiful, I mean, in the pictures. But when I look at her in my picture, she's just as beautiful to me 30-something years later as she was when I first met her. I mean, if you found that to be true. It's a mystery, a mystery of Christ loving the church who gave himself. And I don't want that mystery to ever end. When she's 95 years old on a cane and I'm a little older, if I last that long, chances are, who knows? You know, I don't know if I want to last that long. But anyway, I want to look at her and say, wow, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. I'm telling you, it's a mystery. I don't understand it. And then chapter 1, verse 9, there's the mystery of his will. You know, it's mysterious to know the will of God. And yet, till you find it, but we are to know the perfect will of God. And then there's the mystery of Christ in chapter three, verse four. Then in Revelation, how many of you know there's mystery Babylon? How many of you know that's being revealed? We gotta go there, we gotta talk more about it. It's being revealed right before our eyes. Well, it's supposed to be revealed because it's in the book of Revelation when he is being revealed and it's part of the story and then Ephesians chapter six there's the mystery of the gospel. Now the word mystery means a secret that would remain hidden unless it's revealed and so it is living in this time of the revelation. There's grace that is brought to us that is making known this mystery and giving us revelation not out of All the things that are happening, that's part of the story. But ultimately, it's the revealing of him. The revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. But to many in the world, the gospel makes no sense. It's a mystery. It's foolishness. Foolish. It's absolutely foolish to say that God loved the world so much he would send his son to die on the cross. That's not the way humanity necessarily looks at things. But it's the glorious gospel. And it's that which is a mystery through the ages. It's been given to you to know. Jesus said the mysteries of the kingdom. But we don't want to keep it a secret. How many of you know that? We don't want anybody. It's not to be a mystery. We want the whole world to understand. We want their eyes open. And if we proclaim it in this hour, I'm telling you the eyes are going to open. Some of the most hardened to the gospel in February of 2021 it ain't going to be not too long from now if we're faithful to do our part, they're going to run to the altars in America. Now I don't know what it's going to take, you know, to get them, but I'm telling you their altars are going to be filled because they're going to run to the one who offers them hope. And that's the next thing. Colossians 1:23. Paul said, there's the hope of the gospel. The hope of the gospel the gospel is real. How I many of you found? It's real. This is the only real thing. You, in fact, everything else to me is fake. People are fake. Politicians are fake. Things I read in the news, I don't even read the news. I don't even listen to the news. And How many of you are, I don't even want to hear the news. Anybody else getting to that point? I used to at least watch Fox from time to time. I have not turned it on. I don't want to hear what they've got to say. I don't want to know. I want to know what God has to say. There's, the gospel is real. Oh, man. I wish I had read this scripture we saw in Jeremiah. Shirley and I are having breakfast this morning. I'm eating my oatmeal. We're thinking about, you know, the, the, all the stuff going on. People dying in all nations of the earth. They're hiding it, keeping it a secret, shutting you down if you dare speak up. The religious crowd especially. And I'm thinking about, but there's a scripture. Well, maybe I should read it since I brought it up. you got to see it. Are you guys game? Look over in Jeremiah. I forgot to read this, so the Holy Spirit brought it to my memory. Jeremiah, here's the truth. Now listen to this. 16, you got to see this scripture. You at home. Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 16. Because I know you're like me. These people are getting away with lies. And they lie to cover up their lies. And then they lie to cover up the lie that they told about their lies. It's as if their father is the devil, the father of lies. Well, he is. And then look in this, verse 16, behold. Now, this is the word of the Lord. It's the promise of restoration that's coming to his people And in this text, Israel, but we know there's a promise to the nations. Because ultimately the nations will turn to him. Behold, I will send for many fishermen, says the Lord. This is a different kind of fisherman. And they shall fish them. And afterward, I will send for many, what? Hunters. And they shall hunt them from every mountain and every hill. And out of the holes of the rocks. People are, this is a time they're running, they're trying to get away from the judgments of God. They're hiding, there's no place to hide. God's going to send the fishermen and the hunters to hunt them down. Now look in verse 17. For my eyes are on all their ways. In other words, nothing is hidden from God. You may think you're you're keeping things secret from most of the people. But they're not hidden from him. They are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity hidden from my eyes. And first, look what he says. I will repay double for their iniquity and their what? And their sin. Because they have defiled my land. They have filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable idols. When I read that, I also thought about the abortion industry. They filled the nations with their abominable. But God is going to answer. He's going to rise up. Verse 19, O oh Lord, my strength and my fortress. This is what Isaiah says my refuge in the day of affliction. And the Gentiles shall come to you from the end. A great harvest is going to come. Verse 21, therefore, behold. I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might and they shall know that my name is the Lord. I'm telling you we're living in a day where they're seeking to keep things secret and they will from those who have not a love for the truth but God is not hidden and their only hope is found with him. There's a scripture over in Ephesians it says and at that time they were without hope and without God in the world when you're without God in this world you are without hope but when you're with him it's not about you're just being with him he's with you say he's with me and when he's with you there is a hope that is eternal and then the next thing Revelation 14 6 this is the last one You guys, are you listening, is this making sense? Revelation chapter 14. And the book of Revelation is coming alive. It's coming alive. The books are being opened, that were sealed. And I'm gonna, man I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. You know inquiring minds wanna know. We should have inquiring minds. I wanna know. I want to know, Lord. Now when we get to heaven, we'll ask him, Lord, this. I want to know that. I want to know this. But listen, he wants to show us all we need to know now. And he is all we need to know. He is all. You know him. You know it all. You really. But God's going to fill in a lot of the blanks, you know, wipe away the tears. and We're going to understand. We're going to see. But look in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having the what the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth to every nation tribe tongue and people saying with a loud voice fear god Fear God and give glory to Him. For the hour of His judgment has come. Worship Him. Worship Him who made heaven and earth. And then after that is when mystery Babylon will fall. But the key is, and we don't have time to go into the rest of that, but look back in verse 6. He speaks about the everlasting gospel. The everlasting, the gospel is going to be everlasting. It will last through all the trials, all the storms, whatever comes, all the deception. Jesus warned us, men, there will be deceivers and being deceived and being deceived. The gospel is everlasting. Nothing will hold back. Not only is it everlasting, it deals with eternity. I don't know what's going to happen ultimately tomorrow in your nation. I don't know that All that's going to happen in America. There's some people that claim to know it all. When they claim to know it all, is when I shut off my ears. Because I know they don't know it all. They only see, even what they see, it's through a glass dimly. I want to know the one who does. But there is eternity. God stamp our hearts with eternity. You know, you can face whatever you have to face. If eternity is stamped in your heart. And you know this is not the end. Paul did not know what was awaiting him there. But he went there anyway. Because he heard another voice. He was following another king. King Jesus. And the shepherd was going before him. And even though... We will walk through the valley of the shadow of death We will fear no evil For his rod is with us And his staff And there's a place he's prepared Even in the presence of our enemies Well that's a whole different subject But it's all part of the story isn't it This is a glorious time to live It's a glorious It is our finest hour I pray Pray that I'm going to prophesy again. America, it is your finest hour. And the hope is the gospel. And we are those that have been entrusted with the real antidote for what everyone on the planet is ultimately looking for. So Lord, I thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ, this glorious gospel This glorious gospel, this everlasting gospel, this gospel of the kingdom, which you said would be preached in all the world, to all the nations. And so Lord, I thank you for the rock of our salvation and the hope that we have that is eternal in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. And I thank you. I thank you, God, though, that the gospel has been preached almost 24 hours a day in America for numbers of years, many nations. I thank you there's a new wind and a new sound that's coming and a new conviction that will draw people to the only hope, the Savior, Jesus. Amen i want to do two things before we go would you put that cd in, jonathan that we always put in i want to pray because there are people watching that do not have jesus but we cannot allow the moment to pass us by he will not send the loss if we don't give the loss the answer and we we just want to pray with you to lead you to faith in jesus and then i want to pray for everyone to be encouraged I want, to, I want to pray that God will release like a, you know, like a wheelbarrow of hope. Just come along and, and just dump hope, okay? Because there is hope. There's hope eternal. Hope is like a, an anchor in our soul. And the devil can't take it from us. But anyway, I'm going to pray that he'll just dump a load of hope. Is that okay? But listen, hope is a person. And if you're watching, wherever you're watching from, we want to pray with you. I'm going to ask you to you pray this prayer, but you got to mean it in your heart. And God has to be drawing you. You can't just come to Jesus when you want to. It's when the Holy Spirit draws you, and uh, He's the one that convicts. He's the one. Our part is to call upon Him, and you've heard the gospel. And so if you, there's the conviction and I believe there is You call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved That scripture said with the heart man believes With the mouth he confesses Jesus as his Lord You believe in your heart that God raised his son from the dead You shall be saved And so that's the promise of the gospel And we must be willing to turn from sin Repentance it's a, What it means is to change You turn from going your own way and you believe what God said, you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died and that he rose from the dead, and you're turning your life over to him, and that's a simple thing, but I wanna pray with you, and so just say, dear God, you pray with me out loud, just to reconfirm our faith and to give them hope, they hear you praying, it helps people, so just say, dear God, I need you, I believe in Jesus, that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross, and he rose from the dead. His blood covers all my sin. I repent of my sin. I turn my life over to you. From this moment on, I reject the world. I reject all that the devil has had in store for me and I turn to Jesus and now by faith I ask you to come into my heart and save me I trust in you fill me with the Holy Spirit fill me with the fire of heaven and use me in this hour for the rest of my life anoint me with power from on high let me be one that will preach the gospel in the gifts you've given me and the location where I live to let people know that there is hope there is a way truth and the life and that way is the way Jesus and I just want to encourage you if you prayed that prayer to get in touch with us and and we'll send you some information help you a little booklet we put together but uh, this is a serious moment this is a very serious moment in America and he's raising up a people that one more time are going to turn the world upside down because the world is is needful, but we have the answer, and you have the answer. And I just want to pray that God would release a will barrel full of hope, okay? That cannot and will not run dry, and just to go forth with courage and confidence. And, well, Lord, I just pray right now for those watching and those in this place that God you would release just a, and that's what I saw in my mind like a wheelbarrow full of hope and hope is a person his name is Jesus and I pray God for courage and confidence and faith the faith of Jesus to stand Lord I pray that you would overwhelm us and our focus and our heart would be filled with that which is good because you are good. Lord, we don't need much convincing that there's none good in this hour. We've seen it on display. There's none good. There's none righteous. You even said, why do you call me good? There is no one that is good but my Father. And your trust was in your Father. And I don't understand that statement. But in today, it makes a whole lot more sense than it ever has. I don't see much good, but I see you. And I thank you, you can transform even the worst of us. You can change the hearts of men and women that are in rebellion and are enemies of God. You can turn it around and grant us righteousness that we could never in ourselves muster up. It's the gift that we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray now for strength. Lord, I just want to prophesy to those that are watching that couldn't get here this morning. God, I ask in the name of Jesus for encounters. That, God, you would show up in front of their fireplace. Lord, I know you want to show yourself strong and the Bible says the eyes of the Lord roams to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to you and I thank you for it that you're going to show up you're going to do what you are famous for and I'm convinced that a nation that is lost and on the verge of total ruin is also on the verge of salvation because a nation can be saved in a day. And we declare that over our families and over our nations. And we thank you, God. I just speak peace over everyone. In Jesus' name we pray and all would agree say amen. Oh